Hi, this is Rob Metzis along with Jeff Brody with the Two Big Guys Telecom Podcast. Today, our topic is going green. Is there green in your telecommunications? And no, Kermit the Frog, this is not about that kind of green. So, Jeff, what kind of green are we talking about? I don't know. I, you just put the thought into my mind. It isn't easy being green, Rob. What we're, you know, green, and the uh, as we think about green, um, it's you know, green is a uh, is a social conversation today, and you know, it's it's a movement. There's there's so much going on with with uh, talk about global warming. Uh, speculation about what are the causes, what are the factors, elements that we talk about, what is your carbon footprint. You know, so today what I want to talk about is what's your strategy in your organization going for going green, and did you know that telecommunications can play a role in that for you? Well, it, it, it seems very logical for me because one of the one of the things that I'm hearing more and more, and more so from the younger generation, is the concern about fossil fuels and uh, and power, and using solar, and using uh, solar that uh, recharges batteries that are backup uh, systems for uh, your home. It can be your office, and it can even be those little lights out in your and your front yard that light up at, at night because they've had a solar panel on them all day, storing a little bit of uh, energy and giving you LED. Well, uh, green for me is in, in the way you build things, and I guess uh, now that they have uh, designations of LED buildings, and uh, how how in, uh, and when you look at a power cord now. Or a f- for a fridge or an appliance or something, it gives you the energy use and it and it it may have an Energy Star partner. So, tell me a little about Energy Star and what that means to the uh, to being green. Sure. Well, you know, Energy Star compliance came out um, a few years ago, and um, you know, it was brought about. To bring awareness um, to energy usage, you know, where you know, ten years ago, you know, I, I would say that there probably wasn't a lot of thought given into how much energy it, is being used. <clears throat> so, Energy Star compliance is actually it's an international standard for energy efficiency in consumer products. It was originated in the U.S. and has been adopted by, um, you know, throughout the world. You know, it started in the early 90s, you know, Australia, Canada, Japan, New Zealand, Taiwan, um, the EU, the European Union. So devices that have Energy Star logos attached to them, such as computers, peripherals, you know, your your uh, kitchen appliances, your washers and dryers, and buildings now, they're typically meaning that 
there's been a reduction of 20 to 30 percent of the use of energy than was previously used by the predecessors of those products. So we're we're when when we say we're lowering our carbon footprint, that goes right back to the generating station, which may be coal fired or um, oil fired, and and burning off uh, burning off uh, gases that are going into the atmosphere. But from a from a sort of a practical point of view, um, there there have to be things that we can do as individuals. Now, I always wonder about people that leave their TVs on, or even if the TV is left on, there's a thought that it's still using energy. How about in, in computers? Uh, if you left, you know, we, we always talk about network security and security, but leaving a computer on, but is the, is the computer using the same amount of energy when it's on or off? Um, or when it's just just hibernating, uh, let's talk a bit about that. Well, you know what it, it, it comes down to is the the computers actually use less power when they're when they're in a stand state. So when you when you think about um, the computers can actually go into a standby mode where they're going to drop down to consuming a few milliwatts of power. You know, you look at your monitor if it's an Energy Star compliant monitor when there's nothing going on, the light on the front of the monitor is going to turn from green to amber, or from red to amber, meaning that it's sitting there in a, a lower low power consumption state. It's you know dry. It's drawing only a few milliwatts of power, and it's in a standby mode. And standby mode on the computer, you know, the computers will spin down hard drives. They'll turn down the display. Um, you know, they'll they'll spin down any devices, and they can even slow down the CPU and the fan, so that the device goes from consuming um, maybe 150 milliwatts of power down to you know. 10 or 15 milliwatts of power, so the power consumption becomes extremely low in the system when it's in a standby mode. So that that's helpful for protecting the systems um, and reducing the amount of energy that you're drawing on your systems today versus the systems that we had 10 years ago. I, you know, when you think of an old IBM 3500 or 3800, it, it took a fair bit of a room up and you had to have a raised floor on it because of the heat conditions, that computer now can be replaced by one that fits on a desktop. Yeah, you know, and, and we think about the, the carbon footprint of those uh, computing systems that took an entire um, floor to contain them in and consumed... Um, megawatts of power to operate, you know, because the reality was you were, the systems were, you know, heavy duty solid state. They were generating large amounts of heat. 
the systems, you could not shut the systems down. They had to run. They had to spin all the time. They had to they had to operate at full capacity all the time. There was no there was no throttle on these things. So they were generating heat at the same amount of um, at all the time, whether it was during the day or after hours. It was these were just they were really big furnaces. So it meant you had to wrap cooling into this building that had to run seven by twenty four, three hundred and sixty five days raised floors, air conditioning, uh, conditioned power, um, you know, uninterrupted power supplies were, you know, massive arrays of lead-acid batteries that were tons and tons of this this stuff sitting in a a standby in the event that commercial power was kicked off. And then also looking at having, you know, diesel generators to keep these things running for these larger larger buildings. And you're right, this has been replaced by, you know, a single computer with, you know, gigabytes of of RAM, terabytes of hard disk, and, you know, it sits, it can sit in a um, a small um, climate-controlled room. So, you know, the the carbon impact of of these devices today compares to what they were you know, two decades ago, it's a fraction. Can you, uh, I wonder if if you're using a lot more wireless, um, are there, instead of um, having all the desktops wired with cable, if you're using wireless, does does that help us go green? Um, You know, it, it can. You know that that definitely can. You know then, but you'll have other people talking about, um, you know, wireless, you know, electric motor force or EMF um, pollution. You know, so is that anti-green as well? So you know, there's there's a lot that goes into that. But you could, you know, in a smaller office, um, <clears throat> using a, a wireless infrastructure, a secure wireless infrastructure. Um, can help you reduce the amount of physical resources, so the amount of uh, natural resources that you um, need to deploy that in in your building. And, and you know, with buildings and, and light and heat and power, um, there are amazing, amazing uh, um, sort of changes that have taken place in the last five years in terms of reuse and recycle and uh, designs that are very, very green and very power efficient with this uh, lead uh, designation. In a, for for um, a business, what is what, what's the easiest thing you can do? Um, the easiest thing for going green is if you got any more of those big old monitors sitting on your desk, those. Uh, CRT monitors, cathode ray tubes. I mean, those suckers suck power like nobody's business. The biggest furnaces that I've seen, and you know, they. You want to talk about radiation? Um, you know, these these are radi. These are devices that are radioactive, if you will. So you want to get those big heaters and magnets out of your office and get them to um, a proper recycler that can actually, you know, protect these from going into a landfill, get them recycled properly. 
Um, you can, you know, move to using um, LED and fluorescent lights in your buildings. Um, those will that'll reduce, you know, your your impact as well. Um, you know, move that. You know, I was in the, I had a call center that had 120 CRTs on their desktops, and you know the heat waves here in Toronto. This is almost a decade ago. They weren't able to keep the office cool enough. You know, I sat down with the the owner at that time and said, "Okay, CRT monitor or LED LCD monitors at that time were still in the you know five to six hundred dollar range for you know a fifteen inch." display at the time. You know, we sat there and I said, you know, um, you can actually reduce your cooling costs by getting rid of these monitors. I said, because when we sat down and we, we figured out the, you know, the BTUs that these devices were putting out, and you calculate it by 120, the heat load was, you know, it took, it was taking about three tons, three to four tons of cooling more to cool that building, you know, that's a significant heat load. When they, when they, you know, so making that investment, you know, allowed them to green their, their building costs. Um, you know, some other things you can do is, is look at implementing uh, telecommuting into your organization. You know, um, I've been working on telecommuting projects since, um, you know, the early 90s, putting people working at home. And, you know, back then the challenge was how do you get the phone and the computer to the house? And today, uh, that's commonplace. Yeah, and I I think uh, I think myself uh, uh, driving into, driving uh, 60 miles, uh, 60 miles round trip a day into the, into the metropolitan area, and, and the amount of uh, emissions that are caused, if you, uh, whether you're in Los Angeles or Toronto or New York, all you have to do is look at the highway in the morning. And if someone could bring in 20%, uh, put 20% of the people uh, at home, a you not only do some great things for the green, but you'd probably... Uh, uh, do a lot for productivity because people oh. would gain it. People would gain some time back every day. Absolutely, you know, you know, Rob, it, it it kind of startles me, right? That you know, 17 years ago it was well, you know, if we put these people at home, how are we going to know they're working? You know, I said, <laughs> well, there's a productivity quota. You know what they do. You know what projects they have to do. Um, you know. Even though you're in an office with you know 6,500 square feet and 140 employees, do you know that everybody who's in that office is actually working on the work that they're supposed to be doing at any given time during the day? You know, and the answer is no. But what you what you do know is that you know that there's objectives and things that the organization needs to have done, and they get done. So, <clears throat> as long as it's clear what the person's job is for them to do, you can allow them to telecommute. These employees are going to become more productive because they get up, they're fresh, they're not spending an hour and a half in the morning 
um, rushing to get out the door and fight traffic and get to the office and lose another half hour unwinding, you know, before they're productive. So you're going to give them back three or four hours of their life every day. So, you know, my experience has been the people that have worked from home employees, they actually get more productivity out of these people, and these people tend to, um, you know, I don't mean to say this, that you can take advantage of people, but people tend to work a little bit more because now they have the tools and it's like, it's 9 o'clock at night, you know, they've got the kids to bed, and they've got something they want to catch up on. They just log up and they spend an hour doing it. So, you know, you're going to find that there's there's ways that everybody's going to get a benefit out of this. The corporation will get a benefit, the environment will get a benefit, and the employee will benefit. And, you know, it's a, it's a wonderful thing when you can do that because everybody gets a win. And the environment gets a win, and you've moved your business forward. Well, I've 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 uh, been telecommuting for a while, and I I have found it absolutely energizing. And indeed, um, a number of manager friends that I know actually work out of their houses because of exactly that uh, same. Uh, thing and then show up in the office maybe once a week or now with uh, um, with sort of software uh, like Microsoft has the uh, where you can have uh, a meeting in face to face on your uh, with people in four to five different communities at the same time uh, where you're all engaged in discussion. Uh, the big winners also share is the environment because you're not flying people around all, everywhere using gas and, gas and diesel uh, either on the roads or in the air. And and that's that's a benefit also. It's a huge benefit. And, you know, it's also going to drive profits to the bottom line. You know, it's, it's, it's simply going to come down to that, you know, if you're spending, you know, we're going to shift some of that capital around instead of spending it on, you know, people driving places, people flying places, staying in hotels, and we're going to shift some of that investment into um, wiring your business, in a sense, for the modern communications, the communications that we need to be in business today so that um, we can save our people, save the environment, and increase the profitability of our businesses. And 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 that that is the principle of why we should all want to go green. I think I think it makes eminent sense. So I I guess uh, in closing, you know, Kermit probably was right. We we all should go green. Yeah. Well, to get more information on our telecast on the web, go to www. TwoBigTelecomGuys.com. If you're interested in learning how to run your business faster, easier, greener, and more profitably, go to http colon backslash backslash www.codefusion.com or call CodeFusion at 1-877-335-9390 toll-free and we'll answer any questions you may have 
about going green, about telecommuting, and the best solutions we would have for you on backup issues, network security, office, remote office, and telecom solutions at large. You can subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, on Podcast Alley, or you can go to our website at the number two bigtelecomguys.com and by pressing on the RSS subscribe button in the right-hand column on your screen, you can automatically choose to receive this podcast on your on iTunes and listen to us wherever and whenever you want on your iPad, your iPod, your Zoom, your laptop, or on your computer and soon probably on your television streaming. Well, Jeff, what are we going to talk about next week? Well, Rob, what we're going to talk about next week is, is there a call center in your business, and how would you know, and then what tools do you have available today, or what tools should you be looking at to make your business more productive? As always, we can serve you better if you let us know what's on your minds or what your biggest technology questions are. Go to our blog at www, the number two, Big Telecom Guys, and leave your comments for us. We want to hear from you so that we can provide you with better information and meet your business needs. Well, until next episode, with Kermit the Frog, I'm Rob Metris. Last episode, we did